On August 20th, 1989, Jose and Mary Menendez were shot to death in their Beverly Hills home. Nearly seven years, three trials, and many thousands of hours of TV coverage later, their sons Lyle and Eric Menendez were found guilty of their murders and sentenced to life in prison. In between, the Menendez murders became one of the most famous criminal cases of the late 20th century thanks to his potent mix of family drama, Hollywood connections, dramatic testimony, and cable TV's ability to blanket the airwaves with their coverage. But first, let's start off with their father, Jose. Jose was a Cuban immigrant who worked his way to the top. The Menendez family seemed to be a perfect model of the American dream, at least by 1980s standards. Jose was born in Cuba, immigrated to the United States after the Cuban Revolution in the 1950s. He lived in the attic of his cousin's home until he earned a college scholarship for swimming. He wooed and married Kitty, a beauty pageant queen, and then rose from washing dishes to becoming a young, successful entertainment executive. Jose spent the early 80s as the head of RCA Records and had a hand in the signing of bands such as Duran Duran and the Eurythmics. The house in which Jose and Kitty were killed was located on one of the most exclusive blocks in Beverly Hills and was at different times occupied by Michael Jackson and Elton John. The Menendez did move to Los Angeles just a few years before the murders so that Jose could take a job in the movie business. Their sons, Lyle and Eric, who were 21 and 18 at the time of the killings, Lyle was a star tennis player who attended Princeton and seemed destined for a career in business, like the father he had openly worshipped. Eric even turned out to be better at tennis, helped along by his father's obsessive intervention, and wound it up as a nationally ranked player in his age bracket. In a sense, they had no choice but to be successful. Jose was known as a hard-driving father who would work his children to the bone in athletics and everything else. Their former swim coach did say that it seemed like Jose was so competitive he was doing everything he could to try to make him better, but he was completely overbearing and it had the opposite effect. Eric had so much less self-confidence because everything he did was never good enough. Once they moved to California, Eric began to run with some teenage delinquents, getting himself into trouble for a string of burglaries. Lyle enrolled into Princeton University, but was suspended for a year for plagiarism portending a troubled next few years. Now the crime was shocking, but the aftermath was even more shocking. So the Menendez murders were a gruesome, barbaric crime. Jose and Kitty were not so much killed, but nearly unidentifiable by 15 rounds from two 12-gauge shotguns. It was so brutal that police thought this, these killings were a mob hit, and early investigations focused on business rivals and a porn executive who had a bone to pick with Jose. Now, the night of the murders, the brothers told police they've gone out that night to see a movie but had to make a pit stop to retrieve Eric's ID. That's when they discovered their parents' decimated bodies and dialed 911.
The officers who responded to the 911 call found Eric sobbing on the lawn before entering the crime scene. In the months that followed the slayings, neither Menendez brothers acted like young men who have recently found their parents dead in a brutal, bloody murder scene. Instead, they acted like two guys who had just won the lottery. Jose was worth $14 million at the time of his death, and within six months, the brothers spent an estimated $700,000 of his fortune. Lyle purchased a Rolex, a Porsche, lots of clothing, and a restaurant back in Princeton, where he had been living before the murders. While Eric was more practical, opting for a Jeep Wrangler, a $50,000 personal tennis coach, and a $40,000 investment in a rock concert that never happened. They took exotic vacations, thinking they had even more money coming to them. There was also a $5 million life insurance policy on their father, though technicalities stopped them from collecting it. So the brothers actually ended up confessing to a therapist about their troubled personal life, which became part of the story. So in 1988, after getting caught in a string of burglaries, Eric was required by court to meet with a therapist named Dr. Jerome. The therapist reached out to Eric soon after the murders and began meeting with his younger Menendez brother and soon enough, Eric confessed to killing his parents. Now, Dr. Jerome confided in his mistress, who would ultimately play a big part in the case. The therapy sessions continued, ultimately got both Eric and Lyle on tape confessing to murders. Eric said that they have done it to put their mother out of her misery, while Lyle made it clear that they were both in on the crime. Now, the therapist and his mistress had a rocky relationship. She claimed he was controlling and abusive, and after he allegedly attacked her, his mistress contacted the Beverly police to reveal that the Menendez brothers confessed to their parents' murder, she even had an audio tape of the confessions. I mean, isn't that really, isn't that really after all? Isn't that, isn't that what it was about, son? I mean, wasn't it about the, the amount of absolute control and the ruthlessness in terms of just completely, almost being like an automaton who was focused on, on, I mean, it's like, I, do you think your father had any sense of what he even was doing to you, Or do you think that your father basically was so much an automatic pilot in terms of being focused on control and domination, that he, did, did he not care, or do you not know? What do you think, Eric? How about how about you saying something here? You haven't said a whole lot. What do you think? I just don't like Eric. What does that mean? I don't like Eric. You don't like hearing what? I don't like Eric. This thing's over. Okay. What are you feeling? Upset. Yeah. Hurt. Sad. What? Well, I pushed him out of my mind. And uh, my father and my mother were, were two people that I loved. And I just don't like that. Um, he was somebody that I loved. And almost had no choice to do what I did. Lyle was arrested soon after. Eric, who was in Israel at the time, flew to Miami, then LA, where he turned himself into police. Figuring out whether the tapes with the confessions on it fell under doctor-patient privilege, or was it admissible as evidence in the court? It took two full years for them to decide, with lawsuits and appeals flying back and forth between the prosecution and the Menendez's lawyer. Finally, the Supreme Court of California ruled that the two of the three tapes were eligible to be used in the trial, including one that contained Lyle's admission of guilt. So the trials were national sensations with very sordid details. The trial began in 1993 and was broadcast on a relatively new cable network called Court TV. The network carried not only the trial, but endless hours of coverage before and after each day's proceeding, helping fuel a national obsession with the case that had all the elements of a great 
primetime soap opera. So unable to profess their innocence, Lyle and Eric instead claimed that their father's reign of terror went beyond just emotional abuse and the pressure of high expectations. They said that their father Jose had molested them since childhood, a claim filled with graphic descriptions that shocked the nation and split friends and family members. Did your father have sexual contact with you? Yes. And how did it start? Just started with after sports practices, he would massage me, and uh, it, we would have these talks, and he would show me, and he would uh, fondle me, and he would ask me to do the same with him, and I would I would touch him, and we would undress. Uh, just became more involved. Uh, what do you mean, more involved? Uh, we would be in the bathroom, and uh, um, it would, he would put me on my knees, and he would guide me, all my movements, and I would um, uh, have oral sex with him. At some point, did he do some other things to you? <sighs> yes. What else did he do to you? He raped me. And he said that he didn't mean to hurt me. And he loved me. What do you believe was the originating cause of you and your brother ultimately winding up shooting your parents? Um, me telling. Was you telling Lyle what? My dad had been molesting me. He would stick things in me as he was giving me oral sex or at times he would just sit on the bed with his legs up uh, um, spread and with his back to the to the back of the bed and he would have me give him oral, me oral sex and he would stick the needles or the tacks into my thighs uh, as he was doing this. Their lawyer, who became a star during the trial, argued that the two were acting in self-defense after growing up in such a violent and traumatic home. And years later, a cousin told ABC News that she believed his story because he told her similar things when he was a child. The defense also attacked Kitty, their mother, as a husk of a woman, an alcoholic, drug addict, broken wife, and useless mother who was devastated by Jose's many affairs. Now the first trial lasted four and a half months and resulted in two hung juries, one for each brother, unable to agree on whether they were guilty of murder or acting in their own defense. Immediately it was announced that they would be retried. The second trial took place in 1995 and was far less sensational as a judge did not allow TV cameras into the courtroom. Instead, people still interested in the Menendez brothers' fate had to wait for written news of the events. Oddly enough, their doctor's mistress testified for the defense this time, insisting that the therapist had manipulated the brothers into confessing. The effort fell short. Both Lyle and Eric were convicted of first-degree murder in 1996. They were sentenced to life without parole, and they were also sent to separate prisons until 2018 when they were reunited and allowed to serve their sentence at the same facility. Since then, each brother has gotten married in prison to women on the outside. Even now, over 30 years since the murders took place, the brothers' crime 
time still continues to fascinate and perplex. There has been multiple TV shows, movies, miniseries, and documentaries about the murders. The case did usher in a new era of true crime hype, which is stronger than ever.